I said to Patty yesterday, I said, babe, if the Springboks lose, it's going to be hard to preach this morning. But if they win, we're going to have a party. And I'm so glad that we had a party. I'm so glad that we won. We actually didn't just win, we destroyed them. <laughs> and you know what? That's what, as Lindy was leading us in worship, we're destroying the work of the enemy. Actually destroying what, he, what he's been trying to do. I know lots of people have found themselves under attack. There are a lot of people that have felt the enemy coming against them, not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally. And so when, when we begin to rise up and we begin to fight, I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, those things have to go. In the name of Jesus, those things have to go. And we're going to have another opportunity to pray at the end of, uh, I wouldn't say it's a preach, more of a teach. And uh, we're going to trust God for more stuff. Do you, grow, do you guys remember this story? A couple of months ago, for those that don't know, I cracked or broke or something my ribs. I could hardly walk. It was so painful. I, I would walk and then people want to hug me. So I'm like, oh, they hug me. But on my birthday, God healed me. Instantly healed. I came to church that Sunday. I had not been able to raise my hands since... August 2016. God healed me. Higher, higher, higher. God is amazing. You must not stop fighting. You must not stop fighting. We've been married 40 years, so that means I've been a born-again believer just over 40 years. I got married three months. I got born again three months before I got married. Fortunately, because everyone in the church was telling Patty she can't marry me because I'm not a believer. And I didn't know that because knowing me, I would have rebelled against that. But God knew. And... So I've been serving the Lord for, I, w I wouldn't say serving, I've been a born-again believer for 40 years. Really serving since uh, we went full-time and, and started a church in Nalspreit, and that was 1995. And ever since then, just seen God moving in many ways. Just such a a delight. <laughs> to see young men and women come through for Jesus. There's three of them here today. Yohandri <laughs> and Anita came through onto eldership in this church. Luke and Lindy came through onto eldership. In Durbanville, those guys came on to ship. They are my legacy. I've seen many young men and some old men. Don't give up old men. <laughs> we actually need the old men. 
to rein in these young men. But it's, it's been a delight. And you know what? Every time somebody comes through in God, whether it's eldership or leading worship or just serving God with everything they have, the devil is put on his back foot. He cannot push forward. He must go back. And so I just, I'm delighted when I see that. I really am delighted. Let me tell you, it's not easy to lead young people. Acts 2 and verse 42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Guys, you know what? We have a lot of teaching, but I don't think we have enough fellowship. I don't believe that we spend enough time with each other. You know what? If you gain a common a Wednesday night and you come to church on a Sunday, that's not enough. That's not enough. You're not getting into one another's homes. You're not feeling the pain that that person is going through. You're not rejoicing with that person as they go through their victories. We need to be those that fellowship. And to the breaking of bread and to prayer. I don't believe we pray enough as well, but we're hoping to change that into the new uh, com season. We're going to make it a compulsory Thing, that prayers and the comms but breaking of bread we've done a few times but uh this morning I, I want to i want to show you how it is actually a thing of warfare so what does a devoted christian look like devoted that word devoted means to adhere with with strength and I, sherman's going to share something just now to adhere with strength to connect yourself if super glue who knows super glue you put it down you go and then you can't can't get it apart that's that most ladies have experienced that if they do their own nails um that is what god is looking for super glue steadfast devoted that's what it means even under severe persecution still I'll stay glued in you. Told you this, this story often. They, they, they would take the Jewish guys and stick them on poles and tie them up in poles, throw bitumen over them and use them as street lamps. But they refused to announce their love for Jesus Christ. So in Paul's first letter to the Corinthian, Corinthian church, so apostles' teaching, breaking of bread. I'm going to put those two things together now. In 1 Corinthians 11 and verses 23 to 26, Paul writing, he says, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Healing, guys. That's healing. His body was broken for you and me. I can lift my hands because his body was broken for me. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to stand here and break, but the Lord has often healed me. Not always in the big miraculous things, but the small things. When you ask God, oh Lord, won't you just sort that out? And wow, God comes through, sorts it out. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. When was the last time you had some people over for a meal and you said to them, hey, we're going to break bread now before we eat? There's no bigger opportunity. They're captive audience. We're going to break bread now. You don't have to make it a heavy. We're going to break bread now. We, we love the Lord and we want to follow His command, commandments. And He says... We need to do this on a regular basis. We're going to break bread and we're going to drink juice, give the wine a miss. So it can't be a religious ritual to break bread. This means something. This, we, we are those that love the Lord. It has to be an inward issue. It's something that's taken a hold of our hearts and we are going to do it. You know what? If you haven't got somebody over, break bread with your wife and your kids. Explain to them what's happening and what's been accomplished for them on the cross. We need to take these opportunities. We, we, we don't do it enough. Patty and I, we, we don't often do it at home. But when our boys were at home, we did it more often than we do it now. We'd sit them down and say, this is what Jesus did for you. We need to be those. Inward issue of the heart. It's an issue between us and Jesus. It's something between him and us. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Not anyone else or uh, people that are hanging around, but remembrance of me. You, you remember me when you do this. And guys, you know what? On occasion, I've closed my eyes and I've said, Lord, remind me of what happened to you on the cross. Remind me. I know that you're not on the cross now. That's when I laugh when I see these crosses and Jesus still on them. He's not on the cross anymore. He's seated at the right hand of the Father now. But Lord, remind me of what you did on that cross. You know what? They said he was so beaten that you could not recognize him. That's how badly beaten he was. And then we get people that are foolish and want to know how he looked and what, how dark was his skin. It says you could not recognize him. Who cares? Can you imagine that? Close your eyes. Can you imagine that? Hanging on the cross. Already he's been smashed as he's, as he's before he's had to take his cross and now he's had to carry it. And that cross wasn't smooth pine that you buy at Bratz and it's all nice and ready. No, it was, it was like fencing and the splinters pushed their way into his body as he carried that thing. This is no small matter. This is a, a thing that we need to remind ourselves of. This is what Jesus did. But you know what? It doesn't stop there. There's a celebration that takes place. He gets buried, and after three days, he rises, and he's no longer on the cross, and he's no longer beaten to a pulp. No, he's seated at the right hand of the Father now, 
looking down. I can imagine he's on the ed- edge of his chair. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Like, like when, when, when I was watching the Springboks yesterday. Come on, guys. Give it to them. Another one. Another one. And as the enemy tries to dodge and, and, and get out of the way, we, we begin to worship and we begin to sing the songs. And it's not just us, but it's all of us together. There's power. There's power in agreement. One shall put a thousand to flight. How many millions are flying here now? You know what? If you don't get part of the worship, you're not part of it. But when you get to be part of the worship, and I'm not saying that you have to jump around, and, but you know what? I think we need to use our bodies a little. And I love this church because we've got these two, we haven't got much space here on the front, but we've got space on the sides. And the ladies love to flag and the, the, the younger ones love to dance. And I, I just love the color that this congregation has. I can imagine Jesus looking down. He says, come on, Brackenfell. Amen. It's an inward working of the Holy Spirit. As we pray for people, the Holy Spirit's inside of us. We we can't heal anyone. But as we lay our hands on him, he comes. He heals. The gift of healing, the the laying on of hands, they, they happen. Guys, this is what breaking of bread is about. It's not about, oh, let's have a little nip and let's have a little sip. And can the children have or not? Give it to them. Train them up in the ways of God. Here comes the, the, the really hard part. It's an issue between us. Jesus, Holy Spirit. But you know what? Breaking of bread is the issue of between us. Last time we did breaking of bread... Justine panicked and came running to me. But we told the youth that they can't break bread if they, if they've got, if they haven't forgiven somebody. And I agree. That's what the word says. And I hope if you took, if you took that uh, symbol, and you hadn't cleared your heart, you could walk out here and die. Because you know what? That's what the Word says. It says, some of you have fallen asleep. And it doesn't mean on your lazy boy. It means in your coffin. You've fallen asleep in your coffin. Because God, and this sounds heavy, but He will kill you. God will kill you. It tells us in Corinthians. Go look at Ananias and Sapphira. Peter says, you have lied to the Holy Spirit. Boom, down. It says great fear, great faith, great grace broke out when those two got killed. So God's just looking for an opportunity. We can't wait for the outbreak of the Spirit of God. So guys, if there are issues, and I'm not just talking here, Maybe you've got an issue with a mama or dad or an auntie or an uncle or whatever. You break bread this morning and you say, Lord, when I leave you, I'm going to sort that thing out. 
but don't say that and leave here and not sort it out. Because that could be a problem for you. So Paul goes into five areas, and, and we need to pay attention to these things when we break bread together. The first one is look back. Remember the body and the blood of Jesus. Remember the cross. Remember your salvation. Remember the Passover. You, do you know what happened in the Passover? The Israelites were about to be freed from the Egyptians. And God said to Moses, Every Israelite, if they take the blood of a lamb, symbolic of Jesus, if they take the blood of a lamb and they paint their lintel and their doorposts that had been painted with blood, the angel of death will pass over. Blood, Jesus Christ. If we have Jesus Christ over our life, the angel of death will pass over. And he says, when that happens, because that's when the Egyptian Pharaoh's son died. He said, the firstborn will die. But it, it, it sets us free. And he says to Moses, when that angel goes over, celebrate. Not like, no, I could have been dead. I'm going to have a party. Where's Lindy? Let's get her up on the mark. Let's get this thing going. Luke, boom, boom, boom. Come on. You're <laughs> We can all see that I can play instrument. Eh? <laughs> the blood of the Lamb sets us free. Guys, do, do you know what that sentence is? It says you don't have to do anything. Grace, He sets you free. So often we want to earn our salvation. Even me. Sometimes I, I've, I've, I've got out of hand and I've been angry and, I've, and then I want to try and make things right. You know what? We repent and we apologize and we move on. We don't have to do anything else. That's the God that I serve. We need to remember that foundation. I've, I've, written, I've just written here altars. If you go look in the Old Testament, whenever God did something in the Israelite's family, in the Israelite nation, they would build an altar to remind them of what Jesus had done. Amazing thing. Look forward. So we've looked back, now we look forward. We need to proclaim Jesus is coming back. We need to know that we need to be preparing ourselves as the bride of Christ without spot nor blemish. Spot too immature. Young people have spots. Blemish too old. Old people have blemishes. But God, God is coming back for a mature bride. So we need to look inside, need to examine ourselves. We need to adjust our motives and our goals to be in line with Jesus. You know what? Jesus loves it when you sit down on a Saturday and now I'm going to watch the rugby. I hope you have a wife like I have. Hey, babes, you watch the rugby. I'm going to do what I want to do. 
We don't have any conflict about me enjoying sport. Guys and girls, don't fight about foolish things like that. God wants us to enjoy. Yes, He wants us to die to ourselves, but He wants us to enjoy life. I want to tell you that God, God is not this big God, angry God, that every time you do something wrong, He wants to... No. We need to be a grace-filled people who ask Him to help us change. You know what? Positive confessions will not get you into heaven. But grumbling and moaning will not allow you into heaven. And they'll keep you out. Next thing, look around. Recognize the body of the Lord. When we eat and drink, we've spoken about this. We need to have an atmosphere of grace and love where, where you know what, if there is that person that just rubs you up the wrong way, go and say, hey, I'm sorry, man, can you pray for me? If we have anything against anyone, don't talk to somebody else. Go to that person and talk to them. Get it out of the way. And that, that's the area where there's unforgiveness and, and uh, all this stuff going on where God says some have fallen asleep. That's Greek. In English, he will kill you. God actually commands blessing with his unity. Like today, we all, hey, we had a good time of worship. Everyone's feeling good. But next week, we come and, the, the, well, this week, and the hall is full of rubbish and nobody wants to help carry stuff and all this. No. Let's not do that. The second to last, look out. We should judge ourselves, otherwise God will judge us and discipline us. We need to learn from His Word. Can, can you see why this should be done on a regular basis? Hey, Lord, come. Oh, I've got this thing. I've, I've done this thing. I've spoken to my wife in a way that wasn't loving and kind. There are those times when we clash. Ooh, the pastor clashes. Yeah, normally on a Sunday morning as well. <laughs> and then the last thing, guys. Will you look up and put your life in His hands? And this is very important. Move from independence to dependence on God. You know those things when you're going to do them wrong? I, I, I grew up in apartheid South Africa. And when the taxi wanted to cut you off, I, I wanted to cut that oak off and I wanted to be not nice with him. I, I couldn't handle the, the changes that were going on in this country. I struggled with them. And so I had to look up and I had to say, Lord, I, this is not in my strength. I can only do this in your strength. And we need to allow God to adjust us. change us so that we can be the people that God has called us to be.